0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Casa Walsh, Beverly Hills 90210 podcast. My name is Sam, and on today's episode, we are going over Season 5, Episode 16, called Sentence to Life, and we're in 1995, everyone, so this one premiered January 4th, 1995, So, I don't love this episode, but I gotta do it right. So it starts out. Dylan and Andre are reading together at his place. um seems like everything's obviously fine between them now and he gets a letter from the courts about appearing regarding his accident he knew it was going to be happening um he just was hoping that it wasn't gonna have show i guess the letter they were gonna forget about it but he asked to appear in carp because of um he's being charged for the drug use so when he got into that accident when he was doing drugs Obviously, they found the drugs in the car, so he's now getting charged, which I guess, I mean, obviously happens because uh, when someone ODs or something like that, they still would in, seemingly uh, get in trouble because what they were doing was illegal. So then we see Donna, and she's filming a video with Claire and David as they're doing construction on the Peach Pit after dark. Uh, so it's opening pretty soon, and they're interviewing Nat. I don't know what this... um recording interview is for but they're doing it I mean I guess it's for local TV Uh, I mean it's like they're I, I guess they're taking a TV class together um I don't know I didn't if we had a TV station in college I don't recall the only thing I remember was there was like movie there was like four or five we had like regular cable And there was about four or five like UB channels. And those channels only showed like movies on a cycle. So there's like four different movies on each channel and literally they would replay the same movie. So it's like you're watching channel four, they put on, I don't know, uh, Silence of the Lambs. And it would just play on a loop on that channel for about a week, then it would be something else. So, So. That's the only thing I recall. I don't remember if there was like a news channel. Maybe your school did. I don't know. But anyway, so they're recording some video for whatever reason uh, regarding the Peach Pip. They're excited about live music that's going to be there. She wants Ray to play, Donna, obviously. And they agree even though Claire makes a good point which is that Ray's music isn't exactly dance music, but Donna says that he could do anything because she thinks he's the greatest. It's very true, though. His music is very kind of guitar. He's like more of a rocker. It's not dance music. Steve now has to do community service um, for his involvement in the fire, and the community service is uh, at an old-age home. When he walks in, there's some guy... uh, being taken out on a stretcher and some older man makes a joke to Steve um, about you know some guys will just do whatever they they can to get out of here and his name is Sal, Saul Howard and apparently he's an old famous actor that Steve recognized. Steve introduces himself to him and apparently he worked with his mother on the Hartley house and From then on, it seems Saul is now going to be calling Steve Chucky, because obviously Chucky was the name of the kid on the show. Um, Who Saul Howard is, is a famous actor. I will get way into that, uh, into the tidbits instead of going over it now, but he is, um, you know, a big time actor uh, from a long time ago. So... Steve goes to meet with Mr. Warren who's in charge of the program and he's not thrilled to be seeing Steve. He's basically doesn't want to deal with him. He's letting him out of it. He doesn't think he thinks he's a spoiled brat and just says I'll sign the papers you can get out of here because he thinks it's a waste of his time to let Steve do this which Steve is okay with but then he sees uh Saul who's calling him over actually calls him Chucky, but anyway, so he invites, he calls him over because he needs his help. He asks him to take his sheets, which are in a bag, to the dry cleaners for him, because apparently he pissed his bed, his words, and he said if they find out, they're going to get him some gross old sheets, and you can kind of see Steve agrees, because obviously this is something that's happened before, and he feels bad, so he says fine. We then see Brandon and Kelly, are. They're talking finals. I'm, I'm still so freaking confused about the timing of this. This is January 4th, 1995. What finals do you have? The semester is over. The semester ended in December. You are on break because that's what usually happens. Why are you taking finals in January? This is not supposed to be December anymore. We are with, it's after New Year's. So what is going on? But they're sitting for finals. <laughs> I don't know. And Valerie comes home, wishes them a Happy New Year. So we know it's after New Year's. And she tells them that she did not go to Buffalo. She went to Negril, Jamaica. And um, she got gifts for everyone. And she tells Brandon the reason why she didn't go to Buffalo was she just couldn't see her mother. And Kelly doesn't understand it and kind of calls her a liar and basically challenges Brandon to call her mother to see because Kelly just has it out for Valerie for whatever reason she thinks she's lying whatever Steve then brings the dry cleaning back to Saul who claim who's still calling him Chucky which is funny and he tells him that he likes liked his mother but he didn't like his dad which Steve is laughing at and then mr warren walks by to see steve in the room and steve tells him that he is going to fulfill his duties and he's going to do the job so he's going to work there even though he didn't need to he wants to do it i think it's because obviously he likes hanging out with Saul. he thinks he's funny or whatever so the next day at the walsh house kelly shows up and brandon tells her that he spoke with valerie's mother And she was confused as to why Brandon was even questioning about Valerie going to Jamaica because she knew all about it, um, which Kelly says she still doesn't trust her. Valerie then comes down the stairs and asks if she can borrow Kelly's abnormal psych notes. So I guess they're both taking psych classes. And Kelly says that she worked really hard on those and... Basically, Valerie never went to class, so she's like, why should I give you my notes? And she doesn't think it's a big deal, but she's like, fine. So then when she leaves, Rin's like, you really just kind of go out of your way just to be mean to her. And, like, what's the big deal? You would have given anyone else your notes? And she just says that she thinks she's a liar and she's a user and she doesn't want to help her. So, <laughs> Kelly doesn't like her. Ray then shows up at the beach apartment brings some food because... Um, Donna, David, and Claire are studying, so he's giving them kind of a dinner break, if you will. Donna tells him that she's like, I have great news, you could play at the Peach Bit. And he's like, uh, no, not interested. He doesn't think he could do it. Um, he doesn't have enough time. He's just not really into it. Where she's like, Well, I think it would be a great opportunity. You're a songwriter, you're a singer, you want this is what you want to do. And he's like, Nope, I'm good. So he doesn't want to do it. He's being just uh, he's being right if you will so back at the nursing home uh, Saul is holding court telling jokes in kind of the cafeteria area with everybody else and Steve's handing out food to people and Saul calls him over well he calls Chucky over he wants to do a car trick for him and he does this funny little trick and everyone's laughing he's having a great time And then Mr. Warren comes by and tells him that he needs to get back to work. So he leaves and Saul makes a joke about how he's annoying talking about Mr. Warren. So then we see Andrea and she is at the laundromat with Hannah again. And she runs into that guy, Peter, that she met a few weeks ago. So recapping really quickly, they met, they flirted. He flirted a little bit, but he didn't think Hannah was her baby. Uh, He thought that... Hannah was she was the babysitter she mentions how she's pre-med he's in med school kind of started talking he gave her number and she threw it away so he mentions though that he is disappointed that she never called and she's like sorry um we then see Dylan and he is at the peach pit with Jesse And they're talking about his legal issues to see if he can help or if he has any recommendations because Jesse's a lawyer now. I mean, are we forgetting that he's still in, like, law school? Or I'm just confused. It seems like they're making it out like he is a full-blown lawyer at this point, but he's not. Or they've just aged him uh, out of being a law student and now he's a lawyer. It's just... I don't know. Like, you, you don't go to your friends that are in law school for legal advice. I mean, you could. I just don't know anyone that would. For especially someone in Dylan's situation who has to go to court. You're not getting your legal advice from a law student. You're getting your legal advice from an actual lawyer. Um, I don't know. So back at the old age home. Steve goes to see Saul, who, at this point, it's very sad. He doesn't know who Steve is. He wants to be left alone. Steve's confused about what's going on, and the nurse comes in to calm him down. The nurse then pulls Steve aside and says that Saul is suffering from Alzheimer's, which is just, I mean, the worst, especially for family members. Um, I had that a little bit with my grandfather. He faked it a lot. You know, pretending he kind of knew what was going on, but you know, I was watching some home videos once with him, and he says like, "Oh, who's that?" And it was my brother. Like he didn't, re- you know, it's just very, very sad to see someone that you love not remember or lose their memory. It's 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 awful, but that is what Saul's going through. So. Later that day, though, he does recognize Steve when he comes back. And he says he wants to drive Steve's car. Um, so Steve is allowed to take him out, I guess. So they're going to go out for a drive, and he takes him to the Peach Pit. He introduces Saul to the gang, who's all there waiting to meet him. He does a card trick for them. And kind of in the middle of it, he starts to forget. And he forgets that he was just doing the car trick. And... He seems to get like a little annoyed. He's a little frustrated at the situation and Steve goes to take him home. So kind of, I mean, I guess that's ha. you know, that happens um, with that where it's like kind of just in a second, you can forget what was going on or what you were doing. It's, it's just really awful. So then David and Donna are studying, hanging out with Ray and Claire comes out and mentions how uh, something about him performing and he is taken by surprise so he wants to talk to her alone and he's like please drop it I don't want to perform why do you keep doing this and she just doesn't get it but it seems that it's like maybe he's just got a little bit of stage fright and that's you know he's just nervous about that. So then we see Jesse and Andrea and they're home with the baby and Hannah's just like hysterical crying. They're very nervous. They're calling the doctor. She has a really high temperature and the doctor says to take her to the hospital. So they go take her to the hospital. In walks the doctor and it is none other than Peter. Um, Andrea and Peter suppress each other. Uh, Andrea tells Jesse, oh, he's a, you know, friend from the laundromat, which is true. Um, she introduces him to Jesse uh as her husband. And you kind of see just him and Andrea kind of smiling at each other. Um, but I think Peter's a little surprised to see that uh Hannah is in fact Andrea's daughter and also that she has a husband. So then Steve is back at the home with Saul, who's you know, he was remembering him, he's calling him a good kid. And they're telling stories about, um, he's telling him a story about how he lost contact with his daughter. um, And then he lost her. Uh, I guess she passed away. It's a very sad story. And I guess because Steve was telling him about his issues with his father. And Saul's just kind of giving him some pointers. Like it's like life is short, be kind to your dad or get along with your dad. Um, And Steve seems to have a obviously connection with Saul. So then uh, Peter and Andrea back at the hospital are talking. Uh, He says he spoke to her pediatrician and says that Hannah will just be, she'll be fine. Jesse's kind of asleep in the chair. So they go outside to speak and... Peter asks her why she didn't say I mean this what we were assuming before why she didn't tell him that Hannah was her baby and you know he's basically saying you let me believe that you know you were just the babysitter and he admits that he is married too so they are both wearing wedding rings and they kind of he says it's interesting how they've never kind of realized that and she kind of is annoyed at this. She's like, well, if you were married, what were you doing flirting with me? And he's like, you were flirting back. And she's basically saying she's never done anything like this. And he's like, what makes you think I did? We're, we're They're just talking about flirting here. Nothing's obviously happened. Um, but he basically tells her that he's unhappily married. And he thinks she is too. And makes a comment. She's like, well, I'm not. And he's like, well... When did you decide to get married before or after you failed the home pregnancy test? Which he's not wrong. He's definitely not wrong because she 100% got married because she was pregnant. It wasn't like, I mean, he, he, he was dead on. They did not get engaged and then she found out she was pregnant or, you know, she got pregnant, they got engaged. That's what happened. So... We then see Valerie, who calls Kelly, who is asleep in bed. And she's like, hey, Kelly, uh, what you doing? We have our abnormal psych final right now. And uh, she's like, oh, my God, I completely overslept. And she's like, don't worry. I'll let the proctor know that you're coming. Um, I'll cover for you. But she- So Valerie called to... Um, help Kelly out, which she didn't need to. She Kelly didn't want to give her a note. She could have been like, fuck you. Uh, sorry you missed it. Uh, but she called her and she said, I'll cover for you. So she was being nice to her. So back at the old H home, Steve is back there visiting Saul, who's sitting in front of a blank canvas in a paint class and just looks completely out of it. And Steve's trying to help him. And it's really, really sad to see, um, you know, this him go through this but it's realistic it's real life it's what happens um then jesse and dylan are talking outside of the courthouse um i guess jesse was there because he works at the courts because you know he's a lawyer um i'm being sarcastic there and dylan was there because of his um his hearing He thanks Jesse for the help he gave him because apparently he got probation for a year. He's not facing any jail time. He's going to, you know, not be able to drive for a little bit. But he says that it is okay, and he better get used to taking transportation, um, public transportation, um, which is not very common, I don't think, in Los Angeles that much. I mean, I think it's obviously it exists. It's just nothing like it is here in New York City uh, where... Most people don't drive, whereas l a most people do drive because the traffic there is atrocious so um then at the Walsh House for dinner, uh Valerie and Kelly are doing the dishes uh, with Brandon, who uh, the Kelly asks if he could go take out the trash, meaning she wants to be alone with Valerie. Kelly thanks her for calling her, and she said that um she You know it was very nice what you did and Valerie tells her don't worry I think I pulled through even without your notes and Kelly's like you know what (laughs) I owe you one and Valerie says yes you do and one of these days I will collect so I don't know I mean it's uh, it was, pretty, it was a pretty good line, it, I, I will say. It was definitely a good response to it. So it was like, was Valerie being nice to Kelly? Or was Valerie being kind of like, uh, you're going to have to owe me one day? Which it seems like she's, you know, going that route. So at the end of the episode, Steve brings out peach pie, brings peach pie to Saul. Uh, who's out of it? Uh, he's just kind of sitting there. He's in a daze, and then because Saul kind of loves Steve's car, Steve's like, "I think I know what you need," and he jingles his car keys in front of him, and then just like that, his Saul <laughs> snaps out of it, and they have a very cute banter about him wanting to drive his car. And Steve doesn't want to. Obviously, London drives a car, but it's a cute back and forth, and that is where the episode ends. Mm-hmm. Fun facts and tidbits. All right, so the only song I have for this episode is when Steve brings Saul to the Peach Pit. This song is There Goes My Baby by The Drifters. Also, um, Ian Ziering wrote this episode. He co-wrote it uh, with two of the head writers. He wrote the story for it. And I assume probably because he wanted to work with Milton Berle and got him on the show. Uh, Milton Berle uh, played Saul. I said that I would get into it. And let's get into it because he is the spotlight. He is the spotlight because he is a big deal um milton burl was born mendel burling burling burlinger Bollinger. sorry i I'm butchering it um but yeah he was born july twelfth nineteen o eight in my hometown of New york city um he is Jewish like i am was born. Uh, lived in a five-story walk-up on 68 West 118th Street in Harlem, which is a neighborhood, obviously, in Manhattan, uh, New Yorker, obviously, um, and he had a career in the entertainment industry that spanned over 80 years. Uh, first started in, like, silent films on stage, and he was a child actor, then into radio, uh... He was on a bunch of TV shows, um, first major television TV star, uh, which was known, like millions and millions of people knew who he was. Um, My dad was telling me that my grandfather said to him that, because it was a different time then, that, you know, we have hundreds of channels, we have DVR, we, you know, we don't have to watch everything. So, like, whoever the biggest TV star is now, it's not even in comparison to what he was. I think of the Friends cast as probably in my lifetime, probably the biggest TV stars. And apparently it was, he was like a, a mega A-lister superstar. So it was a very, very big deal. He's got, um, two stars on the Hollywood Walk fame. He was, uh, for both his work in radio and television, um, He was married three – well, he was married four times, um, twice to the same woman, which is kind of awesome. So his first wife, Joyce Matthews, they got married in 41, divorced in 47, then got remarried in 49, but divorced a year later. Um, Then he married a woman named Ruth Cosgrove Rosenthal um, that married in 53 and – stayed married until she died in 1989. And then his last wife was Lorna Adams. Um, I Think they got married around 91. I'm not sure if they were still married when he passed away, um, but it's possible. He had three children. I'm not sure who the, the mothers were, but he has three kids. And he died on March 27th, 2002 uh, at the age of 93. He unfortunately had colon cancer. Uh, so that's why he passed away so yeah he um I mean Milton Burl was a a big time actor and um I mean obviously way before my time but I knew who like I knew who he was I know I know the name and I knew he was a big star but not you know technically from where he was famous from but that is it for the fun facts and tidbits Thank you all for listening to Castle Walsh, a Beverly Hills 90210 podcast. On the next episode, we will be going over season five, episode 17 called Sweating It Out. Uh, so thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.